Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد يحيي ويميت وهو على كل شيء قدير واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ادى الامانه وبلغ الرساله ونصح الأمة فتركها على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك عباد الله أوصيكم ونفسي بلزوم أمر الله ولزوم طاعته فمن عمل بوصيتي فلنفسه ومن أساء فعليها وما ربك بظلام للعبيد أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters in Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الله سبحانه وتعالى in سورة الأنبياء سيز بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اقترب للناس حسابهم وهم في غفلة معرضون ما ياتيهم من ذكر من ربهم محدث إلا استمعوه وهم يلعبون لاهية قلوبهم اقترب للناس حسابهم وهم في غفلة في غفلة معرضون الله سبحانه كلوسر people are getting closer and closer for the accountability for the day when they will be held accountable and they are busy and staying away from that they're not thinking of that day when they will be held accountable and whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends to them a dhikr, a messenger, ayat, signs for them to go and think, استمعوه. they will hear it. وهم يلعبون. And they will be just having fun and enjoying and not paying attention. They hear it, goes in, goes out. Has no impact on them. لاهية قلوبهم. Their hearts is just somewhere else. Having fun, enjoying. But not focusing on the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters, this is our situation. Allah is talking about us the humans, telling us a day will come when everyone is going to be held accountable in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And everyone has to think about that day, that one day you will be standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will be asked about every action that you have done in your life, every word that you have said in your life. Why did you do it? Did you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or did you do it for the sake of yourself, for the sake of the dunya? Did you do it following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or you did it following your desires and hawa? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is warning us that we have to go and think about that accountability day. That moment which is unknown to us, it's in the ilm of ghayb, it's in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one knows it but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That moment we have to be prepared for it. 
And the preparedness means that we have to be serious about taking that matter. We have to be serious about taking that matter at all. When you are working on a company and you're starting a new project, there is a deadline for you. You don't take it serious, that deadline will come and then you come extending, 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 and then you miss the opportunity and you will go. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for our life, there is no extension. We don't know the deadline. We have to be always ready. Always ready means that we have to be serious. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَا هُوَ بِالْهَزْمِ this, is, this Quran is not a joke. In Surah Al-Tariq, this Quran is not a joke. This is not a joke for us to take it easy. It's for us to take it serious. Look at the history. Look at the seerah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The first day when the revelation came to him, he went, اقرأ باسم ربك الذي خلق. He took this ayat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him memorize this ayat. And he went and he told his wife. And she took him to her cousin. And that discussion when he reads the seerah, knows that. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went home sleeping. He doesn't know what to do with it. He's just, message came to him. A revelation came to him and that's it. Then after that, after that, the following ayat they were revealed. Surah Al-Muddathir and Surah Al-Muzzammil. Ya Al-Muddathir, Al-Layl. The one who's ramping himself, wrapping himself with the clothes, stand up. Stand up and warn the people. Take it serious, stand up at night. Prepare yourself for, the, for this heavy message that's going to be bestowed upon you. And the Prophet وسلم, took it serious. Indeed, he took, the, he took this message serious. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to call his closer people, his relatives, he did that and he did many attempts to gather them and present to them Islam. And the seerah is full of these incidents. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to go and take this da'wah, this revelation, this deen public to the people in Quraysh, in Mecca. He did that. He did not hesitate. He did not question. The Sahaba did not question. The Sahaba were ready. Is this what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants? Yes, will do. Is this what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wants? Yes, will do. We go and execute. That's part of taking this deen serious. When we listen to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have to listen and obey. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent all this Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Quran for us to go and listen and obey. Obey this message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in which there is guidance for us in this dunya and in the akhirah. There is happiness for us in this dunya and in the akhirah. There is tranquility for us in this dunya and in the akhirah. Examples from the seerah, the Prophet ﷺ, and the lives of the Sahaba. When the Prophet ﷺ migrated to Al-Medina and established the state and started running by the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, implementing the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on Al-Medina and the people who lived in Al-Medina. People of Al-Medina, they used to go and do something called Al-Kiraya, which is they give their land to someone who they have a lot of land. They give part of it for someone to go and plant it, take care of it, and give them part. They used to do this before Islam. 
before the Prophet came to Al Medina and migrated to Al Medina, that's something that they were doing. Something that they do usually, that's what they did. Then the Prophet they asked the Prophet about this and he said, No, don't do it. The Prophet prohibited. The message did not get everywhere in Al Medina. Some people still don't know about it. Then the one who heard about it from the Muslim was passing by people who were still doing this. And he told them, the Prophet the Prophet he stopped us from doing this. And in it, there is benefit for us. Because, hey, I have this big land that I cannot cultivate. I'll give it to you. You cultivate it and give me one third. Easy money. You get the money easy. It's easy. You cannot do that. People will get it. And he said, we used to do that and there is benefit for it in us. They were benefiting from it. But he said, the Prophet ﷺ prohibited us from, from doing this. And following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger is more beneficial to us. Look at the complete submission and taking this deen serious. They stopped. Yes, there is money. There is benefit in it. But they stopped right away. They did not question, oh, why Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why we don't have to do this? Why do I have to go and do that? What, what, what? No. Prophet sallallahu said, no, it's no. Khalas. This is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sami'na wa ta'ana. This is part of taking this deen serious. They stopped. When Khamar was prohibited, they stopped. You go and read in the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu about this, how they stopped right away. So this is the importance of looking at the, how we should be taking the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why the Sahaba left Mecca, left Al-Madina, and they took, and they went to Bilad al-Sham, they went to Persia, they went to India, they went to North Africa, for what? Isn't it that because of they took this deen serious, that when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, in hujjat al-wada' that I have conveyed the message, do you witness? They said yes. Do you witness? They said yes. Do you witness? They said yes. The one who's here witnessing now should deliver this message to the one who is absent. And they understood it that this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has to be delivered to everywhere. So they, they took this deen serious and they delivered. And they delivered. And they took people out of darkness, darknesses into the light of Islam because they understood this is their duty. They understood that this is their wajib. They understood they will be held accountable for it in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They understood that They understood that the time when they will be held accountable in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is getting closer because you don't know when time will come. Did you take your responsibility? Did you fulfill your responsibility? Did you take it serious with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or we were taking it easy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-ghafurur rahim. All what I have to do is just make dua, and that's it. Islam was not spread by just making dua. The Prophet وسلم, he did not just make dua and sit there and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us, the Muslimin, all with Jannah and take us to Jannah. Actions, actions are very important part of the life of a Muslim. That's why the definition of Iman التصديق الجازم 
التصديق it's the belief that's followed by an action الإيمان is not just something الإيمان is not just something that you believe in your heart and that's it it's a belief in your heart that's followed by an action you have to do these actions the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Ghazwat Badr he prepared the army he prepared he prepared it no but better than anyone could do he lined up the army he lined up everything and at the end what did he do after all that preparedness and readiness and taking this fight serious taking this that is going to happen serious he went back to his tent and started making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but he took the steps for that he took these steps in order to go and be ready and do the actions and when you call on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you have fulfilled what you can do you have done what you can do you just not calling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're not doing anything we raise our hands oh Allah unsur al-muslimina fi Suriya oh Allah unsur al-muslimina fi Kashmir oh Allah unsur al-muslimina fi fi Yemen oh Allah unsur this oh Allah give victory to the people in Syria to the Muslims in Syria to the Muslims everywhere to the Muslims in Kashmir what are we doing about it? nothing is this how the dua should be done? Taking it serious. Understand how the dua should be done. Understand what's my responsibility. Understand what's my role. Understand what should I, what should I do before I call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help. I need to understand that. And this is what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught the Sahaba. Taught the Sahaba. You have to be serious about this deen. When you want to do an action, you have to make sure that you understand what it is that action is. Is it from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants? Is it halal? Is it haram? If it's halal, how do I do it? Do I do it? Yes, it's halal and I do it in a way that displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or I do it in a way that it pleases him. So I will be successful when I raise my hands to him. He knows that I have done it in the way that he wants. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it happen. And give me the ajr for, for it. Because at the end, I'm looking for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these actions. If I'm just looking for dunya, I will lose the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So taking this deen serious, understanding what the hukm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, understanding how do I go and implement this hukm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's part of taking it serious. That's part of understanding this deen serious. Alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Dear brothers and sisters, if we look around us and look what happens to us after Islam has been taken out from our life, understanding Islam the correct way, where we take it serious, where we take it serious, and when we say about serious, we say, I understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from me. I understand how to do that, and I act upon it. This is what seriousness means. And I don't, I will not be looking for ways out. I will not be looking, looking for ways out. This is taking this deen serious. Look at our situation now when we left Islam and we're running after democracy, secularism, communism, whatever, all that, isms that are ruling the world now. Where is the tranquility? Every one of us, every one of us who has children, he will be all the time occupied thinking what's going to happen to them. What's going to happen to them in this society? Did I do everything to protect them or not? 
Anyone who has girls will be worried about going in the wrong direction in this society, or boys going in the wrong direction in this society. Everyone who has family will be concerned about that. We will be concerned about our jobs. We will be concerned about everything. Where's the tranquility that Islam, that we say that we are Muslims, and alhamdulillah, we are Muslims, and alhamdulillah for that. But where is the tranquility? Where is the rahmah? Where is that? It's not there. It doesn't come from just claiming that I am a Muslim. It doesn't come from just saying, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu Muhammad Rasulullah. Understanding it, implementing it, taking it serious is what produces tranquility, is what produces mercy in this life and in the hereafter. And understanding it is very important because to understand, you need sources of knowledge. And the sources of knowledge is you go back to the books. You go back to the books of Islam. You go back to the books of Sirah, authentic books of Sirah that talk about it. Or you go to the ulama, the ulama who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and who doesn't fear anybody else, and who are not looking for this dunya. You go and hear from them, and understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from you, from them. But you have to go and check. And I'll give you an example. And I'm sure all of you have heard about a video just in the last two weeks that's been coming, coming and popping up on YouTube about Sheikh Hamza Yusuf ridiculing and making fun of the Syrian revolution. Starting, and this is a video that he came and apologized about it, but he did not apologize about the most important part of it. So he comes, this was about two years ago, recorded two years ago in Turkey in some kind of forum, he comes and asks the question, what was the slogan of the Syrian revolution? What was the main slogan of the Syrian revolution? The people of Syria will not be humiliated. He says, he said, this is the slogan. Now look at them, and laughing. Look at them, they're humiliated. They're knocking at the doors of every other country, kuffar, Muslims, and everywhere. This is the humiliation. And he quotes the hadith of, hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that says, Man ahana sultan, ahana Allah. The one who humiliates the sultan, Allah will humiliate him. Where is this reality? How do you apply the reality of a sultan? Do you apply the reality of sultan to Bashar al-Assad? And by the way, the same sheikh, just four, five, six years ago when the revolution started, he was making dua to the Syrian revolution. He was making dua to the Syrian revolution. He came out with a video just three or four days ago apologizing for his statement about the Syrian people, but not apologizing for quoting the hadith, putting it in the misreality. The, the reality doesn't apply. All the ulama, the Muslims, when you go, go back to the books of the hadith, when you go to the fuqaha, when they looked at this hadith, it talks about the sultan. Who is the sultan? The one who has the authority. Which authority? The one the ummah gave him. Even to do what? To rule by democracy? To rule by kufr? To rule by what? To rule by the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the contract that they have with them. That's the reality. This hadith applies to that reality only. The reality of a sultan who is Muslim and implements the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not the reality of someone who implements the rules of kufr all the time. The one who oppresses and kills his people. And the one 
who doesn't implement Islam at all, and he doesn't care about Islam at all. So apologizing for hurting the feelings of the people, but not apologizing for misquoting a hadith. And this, by the way, not my uh, words. There are many ulama also, scholars and shuyukh from this country who are also at his level, and they came out and they said the same thing. This hadith does not apply. The ijma' of ulama, all the ulama agreed that this hadith applies to the reality of the Muslims when Islam is, is implemented and into the Amir al Mu'mineen. Not the Amir of Syria who doesn't implement the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to be careful from where we take our knowledge. Because to take the deen serious, we have to seek knowledge. And seeking knowledge, you have books, you have ulama. There is authentic books that you can go and read. And there is ulama who stand up for the haqq that you can take your ilm from. But the ones who make fun of the revolutions of the people who are oppressed and killed, I will not take my ilm from them. I will be careful. I will be questioning him left and right. Apologizing for us, but not apologizing for misimplementing and misquoting a hadith to a wrong reality. And a hadith is the words of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحِينِ يُوحَى These are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Implementing and putting in the wrong place is more severe than coming and telling the Syrian people, I apologize for saying something that hurts you. About the hadith, the words of the Prophet, that you put it in the wrong time, in the wrong place, in the wrong. That's no apology, no apology for that. Ulama, ulama, when they do a mistake, they apologize for everything. And if it's when it comes to be against the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's where they step back and they ask for forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not from the people, because it's it's misquoting something and misapplying on a reality that doesn't exist. عباد الله إن الله أمركم بأمر ابتدأه بنفسه وثنى عليه ملائكته وقال إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم وبارك اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم انصر المسلمين بالإسلام وعز المسلمين بالإسلام واخذل المشركين أعداءك وأعداء الدين إنهم لا يعجزونك اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وتب علينا يا رب العالمين اللهم آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وتب علينا يا رب العالمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين Thank you for listening to this podcast Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.